0: Welcome to our Victory Overcomers Sunday. Let me start off by saying that I'm thankful for the trust that the pastor puts in me to uh, present and to teach today. Um, I was hearing, listening to myself on a recording the other day, and I was like, man, you sound country. You have a country accent. I, um, every once in a while, I'll be talking to somebody on the phone in our company, and they'll be from Texas or, you know, Oregon or Washington, New York, and they'll say, if you don't mind me asking us, I, I already know what they're going to ask me. So wh- where are you from? And I said, well, where do you think I'm from? They always guess Alabama, and I'm like, nah, Georgia. I don't tell them that I'm a rock throw from Alabama, I don't tell them that. So, uh, before we get started today. Um, I want to preface the lesson and issue a few disclaimers just so there's no confusion. Um, So I'm not a a neurologist, I'm not an endocrinologist, I'm none of those things. Um, I'm just going to try my best to present to you what I feel uh, that God has given me. Um, Also, there are primary, secondary, and tertiary lessons that we can learn from all things in life, and also with, with scripture, and so I don't want you to think that what I'm presenting today is replacing, you know, this is what this scripture means, and, it, and that's all that it means, because that's not what I'm here to do today, and, you know, a few examples that I thought of, um, when I was younger, there would be a young girl that would be with child, and, or she, she would be pregnant, and I would think to myself, this is going to be a disaster. This poor child's going to have dirty diaper all the time. Um, they're not going to be clean. Hair's not going to be fixed. They're not going to be dressed well. They're not going to be taken care of. And somehow, this child is born, and there's a metamorphosis of this young lady. And all of a sudden, you see the child, and they've got pearly whites, and their hair's done right. Well, not pearly whites at birth, but later. They're dressed well, they smell good, they're well-behaved. The young lady's life has changed completely. Um, She now has discipline. She has a reason to live. She furthers her education. Oftentimes, you'll see uh, young people, they have a child, they'll start coming to church, and they'll be here every Sunday. They'll be here every Wednesday. And there's this metamorphosis that happens. But if you looked at that, you would say, well, that wasn't the most important thing. That was an ancillary benefit. But the most important thing was that this beautiful, miraculous child was born into this life. So I thought of of another example. Um, Let's say that your grandmother lived uh, three miles down the road from you. And you're 15 years old. And your grandfather's passed away, so your grandmother needs help. Four days, three days a week. She needs help uh, with things around the house and taking care of her. So you get on your bike, and you ride to your grandmother's house every day. And on the way to your grandmother's house, there's a lady picking up lambs in her yard, and she's single also. Um, And you go over and start helping her, and she says, you know, if you're not doing anything on Saturdays, I would pay you $75 a week, and so would my neighbor to come over and help us with our yard. And so you do, you you ride your bike to your grandmother's house, you ride your bike to the, um, do the lady's yard. And some people would look at that and they would say, well, that's great that he's helping his grandmother. That builds a relationship and he's doing something good for his family. And that is what I would say, that's the primary thing. But then secondary, he's also making $250 a week cash money at 15 years old, right? But then there's a tertiary benefit as well, because every day he gets on that bike. He drives, he rides his bike down, and he comes back home. He's building his leg muscles, his quads, his glutes, his calves, his core. And so there's other benefits other than just the primary benefit. So maybe today in some of these scriptures and some of these things that I'm going to show you, it's maybe not the primary, it's maybe not the secondary uh, perhaps it's on down the line, but I do think it's important. And I think it's kind of fun. Uh, for me, it was anyway. You know, like I said you know, a few times when I've talked before, sometimes you get a revelation, you know, and you're the last one to know. So uh, maybe may one of those situations. Um, and each time that we read a scripture, I have, I've heard it so many times that I've, I've read that scripture a thousand times. But this time, it meant something totally different to me, right? Um, oftentimes, we learn a lesson or something happens in life, and there's something that we can confident, confidently point to and say that's the most important. But then later on in life, we learn, well, there were some other benefits. There were some other things that I learned from that as well. Um, in this lesson, I'll be reading scriptures, and by no means am I suggesting that the primary lesson to be learned or benefit of the scripture is what I'm trying to teach you, okay? So I was praying and thinking about how to present overcomers and show the benefits of someone participating and completing the challenge from a different perspective. I'm going to ask my wife or Caitlin to bring me my glasses in my bag. Whenever I was reading this at the house, I could read it perfect, but I guess the lighting is different, so... I'm going to join Brother Vidal and Brother Jet and the rest of them with my glasses. I think it makes you look smarter too, right? So I definitely need that. I was talking to Brother Gary a few weeks ago, and uh, his son is in the same business that I am. And So when he was younger, he got into the business, and he said, Scott, he said, man, he said, I'm working hard. I'm meeting these clients, but um, you know they just won't trust me to invest their money. And he said, "Uh, I I just don't understand it. And I said, well, Gerald, it's because they think you're young. You look young. I said, get you some glasses. (laughs) He thought I was kidding. I said, I'm not kidding. Get you some glasses. And he did, didn't he, Brother Gary? He got him some glasses. And um, yeah, his business has went. (laughs) So I was talking to a former student of the college and career class. And we were discussing a lesson that I taught five or six years ago. And this is always um, a very enjoyable thing for me whenever a student remembers a lesson that I taught from five, six, seven years ago. And because uh, you know, with young people, you never think they're paying attention, right? And a lot, in good time, they're not. But um, in this particular situation, they said, Brother Scott, do you remember the lesson you taught on touch? And I said, Well, yeah, I remember the lesson. And it was a lesson that I was, I was trying to, you know, I always have an action step. I try to with my lessons because if you don't practice, if you don't do, then you'll never learn the skill, you'll never, uh, you know, get the talent or keep the talent or the skill. And so I try to give them an action step. And so I was trying to tell them that whenever we touch, when we hug, when we shake hands, when you're talking with someone and you put, you put your hand on their shoulder, there are chemicals released in our body that makes us feel good. Um, there's a, a chemical oxytocin that's released into our bloodstream. There's um, serotonin that's released. It makes us feel good. And it also makes the person that we're touching, makes them feel good. And I was trying to, and know this was five, six years ago, it's got even worse, but I was trying to to tell them that there's a lot of people, especially as we grow older, and young people maybe see us as a little bit more fragile, um, but we stop getting touch. We stop getting hugged. We stop getting that. Maybe you get, you know, hey, but you don't get that that full hug. And I was trying to give them an action step of, hey, this is something good, not just for the person that you're doing it for, but it's good for you to go give them a hug, shake their hand. When you shake their hand, put your hand on top of their hand. Um, and it's 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 become even more of a problem with uh, email and with text message. And we, we don't even call people anymore. And I catch myself doing it. I was talking to Brother Went um, here a few weeks ago, and I I said, I'll text you and let you know. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to try to call you. I'm going to try to remember. And so later on, a few days later, we were meeting up, and I texted him. And then I turned around and called him because I remember what I had said. But I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but we have to, it's it's a good thing for us to keep in mind that touch. And um, and so a few weeks later, another uh, student of mine contacted me. And they brought up the same, the same subject. Um, and, the, and, you know, we were talking about it, and, the, and these uh, happy chemicals uh, came up. And um, so I was like, you know, maybe God's trying to tell me something. And so I started praying about it and, and studying, and, and um, it just kind of flowed into this lesson uh, that we're going to talk about today. So, Ed we got it up on the screen so ed is what we're going to talk about today god's reward chemicals that he has given us serotonin oxytocin endorphins and dopamine these are oftentimes called happy hormones and neurotransmitters of happiness and well-being um and we classify a tomato as a vegetable where I'm from, so we're just gonna we're just gonna call them happy hormones, if that's okay, instead of differentiating between neurotransmitters or chemicals, we'll call them. So these chemicals are part of God's wonderful design to reward us for doing things that are good for us, for our family, and for our future. If God set in motion a plan to reward us for good behavior in our physical body, then he must also have a reward plan for our spiritual man, right? In Hebrews eleven sixteen, 16, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There are some rewards that were promised in the Bible. We, we rewarded a crown of life, an incorruptible crown, a crown of righteousness, a crown of glory, a crown of rejoicing. In Psalms 19, 8 through 11, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to, to be desired are they than gold. We used to sing a song. You ever heard the song, the melody that's been written to this? More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them thy servant warned, and keeping of them there is great reward. God is a rewarder. So let's talk about the so in so ed. Um, both of these chemicals, serotonin and oxytocin, are considered long-term chemicals um and are essential essential to us leading happy lives we essentially need other people in our life to maintain a good balance of these two chemicals now remember this because this is important these two chemicals we need other people in order to get them in a healthy balance in our life okay serotonin is the key hormone that stabilizes our mood feelings of well-being and happiness this hormone impacts your entire body. Um, it's also found mainly in the, in the GI tract. Often called the relationship chemical or selfless chemical because you have to have other people to get a good balance of this chemical. Serotonin regulates anxiety, happiness, and overall mood. We also experience serotonin when someone selflessly does something for us or we do something altruistic for someone else. When our children do something That makes us proud. We get a boost of serotonin. When we compliment them and tell them we are proud of them, they get a boost of serotonin. when We build relationships and make new friends. Serotonin. When someone trusts you and you trust them with your life, this sense of security makes you feel good and gives you a boost of confidence to go out and tackle the world. Now, oxytocin, our second, is called the love chemical. Oxytocin helps us build uh, relationships, to bond. It's known for combating stress. Um, Releases of oxytocin in the the body help against drug addiction. Uh, It's found to result in an increased uh, sense of generosity uh, and empathy. Um, It makes us more social. It even heals wounds and fights inflammation. Triggered by closeness and touch, oxytocin is God's ultimate bonding agent. This chemical is responsible for the bonding of a mother and a child. Um, Whenever a a, a mother has uh, a child, uh, there's a flood of oxytocin that comes into her system. And it starts the contractions and it helps in that bonding between a mother and and a child. Um, But that's not all. The love hormone, as it is properly known, improves immunity, calms the nervous system, um, and regulates stress response. And I was thinking about this back on our watch night service. And my dad was was teaching, and he was talking about foot washing. And I was thinking about what foot washing is. With foot washing, um, you go with a group of your brothers, a group of your sisters, you kneel down, and you touch their feet, and they generally touch you, and they pray for you. You are serving them. You are doing something for them, and then they turn around and do something for you, right? And in John thirteen, Jesus is talking about he he you know if you know the story, he washes the feet of the disciples and. You know, no, Jesus, you're not going to do this to me. Well, you'll have no part with me if you don't do these things. And then there's something Jesus said at the end that my dad said that I was like, yep, that's it. Jesus said, if you know these things, happy are you if, you'll do, if you do them. Well, God's put, he's put the chemicals in us to make that a true statement. He knew that thousands of years ago, right? Happy are you if you do them. Well, yes. Yeah, we're, we're happy because God has set it up for there to be this chemical release in our body that if we do these things, we're happy. Psalm 133, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How pleasant it is. We've all heard this one, for ne- forsake not the assembling of yourselves, right? We need to get together and God wants us to be together and to fellowship, to serve one another. Uh, to hug one another, there's a scripture about the holy kiss. I know some people cringe when they, when they hear that scripture. Oh, no, I don't want anybody slobbering on me. Um, but I think it's about touch, right? It's about touch. It's about going up to your brother, being in close proximity. The next two chemicals that we're going to talk about are considered short-term chemicals. We can get these two chemicals without the help of others. And surprisingly, they can become very harmful if not kept in the right balance. Endorphins. Endo means derived from inside morphine, endogenous morphine, morphine inside the body. This is what God gives us to help with pain in our body. Have you ever heard of a runner's high? I remember, um, and of course I didn't understand it, but I was like 14, 15 years old and one of my coaches in high school said, you know, Scott, you um, you need to run. And, and he did go through and tell me, he said, if you will run cross country, I guarantee you that it will become easier uh, for you to study. You'll remember things easier. And I don't know if my mom remembers this. We lived on Edgewood Road. And I would wake up at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, I would go running. And I got to where I could run five miles, seven miles, eight miles. And I remember waking up at 4 o'clock, 4.15, 4.30, and my heart would be beating. And I would just be, I could not get my shoes on quick enough uh, to go out for the run. Uh, but there's a reason for this. Your, body, your body's hurting, right? And there's an endorphin rush that you get uh, from pushing your body and pushing yourself uh, through that pain. Uh, if you've ever worked out real hard, uh, you know, it hurts, but yet you feel good afterwards. However, you can also get endorphins coursing through your body by doing other things, like laughing. Yes, a good belly laugh reduces endorphins in your body. And you should not be surprised because in Proverbs seventeen twenty two it says, A merry heart doeth good like a, like a medicine but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. In Psalms, or Proverbs 15, 15, it says, he that is of a merry heart has a continual feast. The next one on our list is dopamine. Dopamine functions as an incentive for us to make goals and complete them, to make progress in our life. This is why we need to write down our goals and then make a note when one is completed. It's important to note that oxytocin, which is that chemical we get from helping other people, from touching other people, from uh, doing things altruistically, can stimulate the release of dopamine in our bodies. This means that helping others and social interaction, relationship building, can also help us have success in our own lives. Dopamine gives us incentive to start the next task and complete it. There have been studies done about the importance of us being able to visualize our future and the ability to see something that does not exist as though it does exist is so important. Let me ask you this. Do you remember when you were a child and let's say it was December the 15th and all you had to do was think about Christmas Day and you would just get kind of excited? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not that old now. Come on. I still remember. Sister Wilson still remembers. Still remember. She's about the same age as me. She remembers. But you think about it, right? It hasn't happened yet. It's two weeks away. But you just think about it, and you just you feel, you feel a little bit better. How about the first time that you um, bought that first car or you bought that first home? You remember that feeling? You hadn't even moved in yet. And all you had, you could be driving down by the neighborhood, didn't even turn in. And you start feeling good. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Wilson? <laughs> Going down Whitesville Road, you probably came to church every every day before you bought your house, right? You was coming right down the road, and you start feeling. You feel a little a little mood. Your mood in, in increase. Your body, you feel good. Um, so it's good for us to have these things that they haven't happened yet, right? But but we start. We start thinking about them. We are thinking about something that is going to happen in the future as if it's happening today to give us those boots that make us continue to go and continue to go towards, towards that vision. And it made us feel good, maybe it improved our, le- our energy or our energy level or our mood. Does this sound familiar? Proverbs 29:18, where there is no vision, then the people perish. And you know what? I've heard this scripture a thousand times, but, and I've read it completely a thousand times, but I've never tied them together. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So having a vision makes you happy. Making a vision makes you feel good faith in the Bible, you see something that does not exist as if it does or will in the future exist, and then you work towards that end, and God has developed a system to reward us for moving closer to that vision or goal. Now, dopamine comes with a warning, of course. Remember, I told you these were the, the selfish chemicals. These were the ones we can get on our own. We can set goals, and we can, you know, meet the goal on our own, right? We can run. Ten miles, we can do that on our own. We don't need other people for that. But dopamine comes with a warning. It can be very addictive. There has to be a balance in having goals and achieving them. We have to keep our priorities and relationships in order with God being the head of our life. And the Bible is clear in this respect. Matthew 16:19 through 21. Lay not up yourself treasures upon earth. Don't get too caught up now. and and having a goal, and then reaching that goal, and then getting one new car, two, three, five, getting one house, two houses, ten houses. Don't get caught up in that. There always has to be a balance. Lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart Be also. Keep the treasures stored in the right place. There are other things that can release all of these chemicals. When we listen to music and create music, when we sing, when we dance, we can also release endorphins, dopamine, and possibly oxytocin and serotonin depending on the setting. Psalms 150 says, praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Skipping down to, uh, to verse 3. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet, music and making of music. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Ephesians 5:18 through 19. And be not drunk with wine, which, by the way, alcohol kind of tricks the body. You're supposed to get these chemicals the right way. But things like alcohol gives you a surge of dopamine, two, three, 400%. Um, So the Bible says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We should feel good when we come in on a Sunday morning, right? Because we get up and maybe we're, we're in a, you know, we're tired, we're in pain, but we get up and push ourselves anyway. And we get a little, a little help doing that. And then, We're going, we have a plan. We're going to church and then we arrive at church so we've met met a goal. And then when we get here, we go around and we shake brothers and sisters' hands and we hug and we build relationships. So all these things, music and worshiping and all these things, God has a built-in reward system for us, even here on earth. That's how good of a God he is. And also, of course, we have uh, an eternal reward, right? Cook, cooking and enjoying a meal with others, right? We have we have Brother's Keepers for this. And I was thinking about all the fun times that we've had over the years at Brother's Keepers. It always seems like everybody's laughing, everybody's having a good time, everybody's in a good mood. I was thinking about, we go to my mom and dad's for Christmas, and we're all around, and we're always, we're, we're eating, and uh, my mom and sister and sometimes me, my wife, we prepare food, and so... There's people preparing food. We're doing something together. We have an end goal, and we're we're all together touching, hugging, hitting each other. And every year, whether it's that, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's getting together for a birthday party, um, from all the years, I can't think of anything bad. It's always been laughing, having fun, a time to remember, and God has Put something in our bodies to reward us because that's good. That's what we need to be doing and doing more of. And God has a built-in reward system for us um, to continue that behavior. So, the enjoyment you get from eating something delicious can tr- can trigger dopamine along with endorphins. Sharing the meal with some you love, someone you love, and bonding over meal preparation can boost oxytocin levels. And when I was reading through and studying, I was like, well, what's the last thing that Jesus did before he was arrested and went to Calvary? What's the last thing he did? He got together with his disciples. He prepared a meal. He sat down. He ate with them. He had that fellowship. He had that bonding. Jesus also did this with, um, with publicans and sinners. Now, he, had a little, he had insight, right? So he knew what was going on in the body. He knew that when he went and sat down and ate, now he could have just went over there and knocked on the door and said, you know, i got a track for you. I'm Jesus, by the way. I've raised 792 people so far from the dead. And let me tell you, he didn't do that. He went, he made preparations, he sat down, he ate with them, and, um, and he bonded with them um, over, over a meal. So, I'm going to tie this lesson in to the next thing that we're going to uh, talk about, our next Overcomers lesson, which will be here in about, I guess, 45 minutes or so. And, um, and we're going to challenge you uh, to, to do something to make yourself a better person. And I want to go ahead and put it, put it in your mind's thought. We're going to challenge you to do something to make yourself a better person for 30 minutes a day. For sixty days, and we're going to start this um, Monday—not this Monday, but next Monday—and um, and I think we'll really be blessed if we do this because I know we will. Because I've—it's I've, uh, it's been a blessing to me. It's been a blessing to other people that have done it, and I will tell you that it, it is very, very difficult if. Um, You are a special person if you say, yeah, I can just tell myself I'm going to uh, do this for an hour a day and do it every single day for the next year or two years or whatever it is. Um, It is very difficult. Even 30 minutes a day, 60 days, we have so many distractions. We have so many things going on in our life that um, can seem like priority, right? And it's very difficult, but I will assure you, if you can push through the pain, and I'm not necessarily talking about physical pain, although if some of you work out or whatever, but there is a war going on up here. Whenever, whenever you tell this, hey, flesh, you're going to do this for 30 minutes or an hour a day for the next hour long, it is very, very difficult. Um, but if you can push through the pain and you can accomplish your goal, and you can do it with other people. And you can help someone else do it. You can release all the rewards that God has already put in our body. And so what we do, for those that have not participated, we have uh, cards that you simply put your name, you put down what you're going to do. I see Benji. It's good to see you, Benji. I, he, he was one of my old, uh, my old students. I think he's, he's actually done this before would um, you put your name on the list uh, on, the, on the card, excuse me put what you're going to do and then your phone number and the only reason we use the phone number is you will have a group leader and we generally have maybe five to eight people sometimes a few more but, um, but this group leader will check in with you periodically um, I know that last time that we did it I was thinking more like once a week but it wound up that a lot of the group leaders contacted their people every day And everybody loved it, and we had a lot of success. Um, If you're not going to be here, we're going to, one or two things. You can have the card today. I've got a box of them up here. But if you will be here next week, we're going to give you a week to think about it. We're going to hand out the cards. You can uh, put your name, what you're going to do, and put your phone number. If you're not going to be here next week, if you're going to be out of town, if you're working, uh, I have some cards that you can get. After church, go ahead and uh, fill them out and give them back to me, and uh, we'll put you down. And um, I encourage everyone this time around to, to add at least 15 minutes, regardless of what your challenge is. Add 15 minutes of prayer or Bible reading um, on top of whatever you already do. But add 15 minutes of prayer. If you say, oh, Brother Scott, I just don't think that I can do you know, uh, 45 minutes, well, do 15 minutes of prayer and then 15 minutes of exercising or practicing your violin, piano, you know, whatever it is that you're going to pick to do, um, and and it will be very rewarding for you, internally and externally. It will be very rewarding for you if you do the challenge uh, and complete it. So that um, is all that I have for you in this first lesson, and I guess we'll we'll move on to to our next part, who do I hand it over to? I, I had some computer issues um, today. I finalized everything, thought I was ready to go, and it was probably about two thirty in the morning. I'm in the bed and I can't sleep. My mind's racing. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that in that second lesson. So I went in and um, I did this copy paste thing. I'm tech illiterate, but I did this little copy paste thing and and then saved. Well. I didn't do it right, so half my lesson was erased. And so this morning I got up, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, and I was typing and going away. So I, I arrived late, and so I apologize for not getting with the ministry beforehand. But who do I turn it over to, brother? Brother Dow. Video announcements.